0: The FCS College Football Experience Big Sky 2023 Season Preview and Picks episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our very own Patreon. Yes, score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a thousand dollar prize up for grabs. Join today at slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest price guaranteed. Use the promo code CFBX for twenty dollars off. Once again, that is CFBX for twenty dollars off. We're also brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Yes, download the app and use the promo code DJ. And that's D E G E N. New customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly. When they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the promo code DGEN. Hey, what's up, you degenerate gamblers? This is Bill Burr, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the FCS college football experience. Big sky 2023 season preview episode. Oh, if you've known me, if you've been a personal friend of mine, you know, for a long fucking time, I've been a fan of the big sky conference and been watching all these games. For a long time, so I mean I'm delighted to preview the Big Sky Conference. Uh, perhaps you're wondering just who the hell you're listening to. My name is Colby Swing at DantaBase Dad, aka Pick Dundee. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under, where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but no, that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Oh boy. Yes, yes, yes. The Big Sky Conference. You got the brawl of the wild, Montana, Montana State. One of the best rivalries in all of college football. Only been playing for like 130 years, I feel like. Let's go, baby. You got two Idaho schools, Idaho and Idaho State. You got Eastern Washington. You got Weber State. You got UC Davis. I mean, you just got Northern Arizona, the Lumberjacks. I love it. Cal Poly Tech, John Madden's alma, alma mater. Let's go. I'm not done naming schools. We got the Portland state Vikings, June Jones Alma mater folks and coach Glanville, June Jones, friend of the program, Jerry Glanville, friend of the program. They've been there. And did I forget to mention Sacramento state Hornets who have been rolling lately and the Northern Colorado bears. Ed McCaffrey might be hitting you with a uh, clipboard, but he's out of town now. And they got new life, new blood in there. It's going to be awesome to talk about all these schools. I think I named everybody. Uh, I still wish Southern Utah was in this conference. I know you mentioned that to big sky fans and they say, no, no, no. We didn't want them in there. And I'm like, no, but I like regional rivalries. And with Southern Utah and Northern Arizona, right there, I could see a rivalry. I could see. And I like Zion. National park football, baby. All right. Uh, I am joined by my co-host. Uh, they, this guy, they call him the Gulf coast guru He's down there in the Gulf of Mexico, where there might be some oil spills, but don't worry. There's winners. There's winners down there on the, <laughs> on, on those beaches besides those oil spills. I don't know. That was, that was a long time ago. It's cleaned up. <laughs> this is there's salt. there's salt in the ocean for a reason. All right, uh, folks give it up for Mike Rose, AKA golf
1: coast guru. How you doing, brother? What is up, dude? Appreciate the intro, as always, and I want to give a shout-out to our boy, Pick Dundee here, getting through the hurricane, dude, giving us all the content, FBS, (laughs) FCS, he doesn't care. I'm going to lobby for a name change for you. I know there's a lot with the commanders going around, getting Mm. the petition Mm. started. I Mm. I think maybe... uh, Pick Pliskin, like a little bit of Kurt Ooh, Russell. Oh, you New know York. I love B. Escape from LA. If
0: you if only you knew me, so so, so you know, I'm a big fan of well, oh, Escape from New York more so than LA. But of course, Snake Pliskin, Snake Pliskin, and what he's returned what he what he's uh, talking about is I do live in Los Angeles, California, and uh we did have a uh, what'd you call it? A a hurricake.
1: A hurricane?
0: Yes. That sounds like a movie that's definitely that's definitely <laughs> happened stuck star- Starring, you know Tom Berenger and uh yeah Tara and, Reed, uh, yeah, Tara Reed <laughs> and and maybe Vivica Fox somehow ends up there when she's 60 uh or you know but I I'm on board I will write that thing tomorrow and folks I am <laughs> I am in Los Angeles California which I know I've been to the great state of Montana to catch Montana football games I've been to the great state of Idaho to catch Idaho football games and uh you know when when you tell me you're from California it looks like one of those things of like Oh really? You want to fuck it. you guys? You guys are you know? It's not honestly that Yellowstone show with Cosner, kind of nails it. Kind of nails it in that in that capacity. Like I, I, if you go show your ID, I need like a fucking fake ID just to go to just to go have a good time in Montana. All right, I, I'm joking. Everyone's nice, but man, Mike, I, I love this conference, man. I've always loved this conference, and. I'm super excited to watch. I probably watch more big sky and and Missouri Valley football than any other conference. Maybe, maybe the, the SOCON and CAA, but once they got, once the CAA jumped to hero sports, I kind of backed off a little bit, but I watch a shit ton of conference ball in the big sky. And I have for a long fucking time. I love this conference. How'd you feel breaking this one down,
1: man? I've always liked this conference too. Uh, Obviously it's a really good conference. I think you got uh, somewhere around. Five playoff teams that we're uh, probably you know going to talk about at some point, but I love that you get you know two Montana schools. That's awesome. Two Idaho schools. You know you're hitting the states that uh, major college sports don't hit sometimes. So I mean I know Idaho has some, but uh, Montana specifically. So you know it's uh, it's an awesome conference to look into. There's a ton of talent and uh, there's there's some threats in this conference, man. Especially at the top.
0: Yeah, and thirty eight oh two in the chat. He's saying. Kobe has recently said the Sunbelt is the heart of college football. Well, big sky is the lungs. I love this conference. So many, so many teams over ready to make the jump to the mountain West have given the opportunity. Yeah. I mean, that's fair, but man, I like them. How about the whole conference? Just jump up. I, you know, I'm almost of the opinion, you know, and, and I said that comment regarding, I said the Sunbelt's the heart of college football regarding all this conference realignment shit. I've also said the FCS is the real heartbeat of the college football uh the way that we love college football, regionality. We wanna watch the the Brawl of the Wild. You know what I mean? We wanna watch, you know, the Dakota marker game. We wanna watch these these awesome rivalries that have been built over a hundred years. You know what I mean? Like and the more that you're seeing college football jump to that uh you know, when I say college football I mean like the power five. Jump to all this crazy shit where like you lose the Civil War, you lose Bedlam, you lose Colorado, Nebraska, you lose uh the Apple Cup, you lose a, a, the backyard brawl, you lose all these fucking great rivalries, and I'm forgetting some. Just off, that's just me spitballing. Yeah, I, I I'm against that. And uh, so group of five, like to me, there's been speculation if the group of five and FCS joined together, I would love that. I would fucking love that. And you would catch me watching all of that more likely than you would catch me watching uh, Oregon play Rutgers. So, uh. Shout out to 382 and shout out in the chat. You can be watching this, folks. Uh youtube.com slash the college experience. And remember, subscribe to the FCS College Football Experience. Just type in SG.pn slash FCS, and you'll have access to all of our episodes. Or just, you know, Spotify, iTunes, wherever the hell. Just type it in. You'll be good. Uh, yeah, I mean, I love this conference. I'm excited to break down all these schools. We're going to go from at least. To first in the way that we projected them. But before we do that, I want to tell you that the FCS College football experience on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Game Time. Look, buying tickets to your favorite event shouldn't be that stressful. And I told this story before. I was in Missoula doing stand up a long time ago. And damn, if the Eastern Washington, Montana game was happening, this is both teams in the top fifteen. Man, it was hard to get a ticket. I was stressing out. I was like, everyone was talking about it in the town. It's like, I got to get to it. I got, I'm going to this game now. You know, I've, I've loved Montana. The, any of the Montana's I know I, that's ridiculous to say, cause you could, you know, you're you either one or the other in the state of Montana, but as someone that grew up in Washington DC, uh, you just say, Hey, I like both of them. All right. And um, but anyway, it was really hard. It's hard to get a ticket. So I was stressing out that I wasn't going to be able to, I ended up paying like three times the amount of what a ticket should be to catch the Grizz and E dub playing in a, in a classic. Um, so I understand you don't need it to be that stressful. All right. And game time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for, for all oh, sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer deals on last minute tickets and their best price guarantee. You can stop stressing over the tickets and start. You know, essentially getting hyped and having fun for the event you're going to be at. Yes. Uh Forget planning months in advance. Game time has tickets, you know, right up to the the last minutes of the event. Uh, so get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. The game time guarantee means you'll uh, you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less game time, will credit you 110% of the difference. So snag the tickets without the stress with the game time app, download the game time app, create an account and use the promo code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, once, you know, once again, create that account. redeeming code CFBX for $20 off folks download the game time app today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. We're also brought to you by underdog fantasy. August is almost over folks. And you know what that means? Time is running out for you to do your fantasy drafts. I just did my college football fantasy draft, right? And guess what? I got to do my NFL one this Sun th- this Sunday. All right. You can get all that on underdog fantasy, get championship ready for your home league by trying out your best ball on underdog fantasy. Uh, and if you never played best ball, it's absolutely fantastic. All you have to do is, you know, do one live snake draft, no waivers, no trades. You see it. I'm sorry. You said it, then you for you know you can forget it, and Underdog will do the rest. Try it out, and uh, and get this: Underdog's best ball mania tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time, with 15 million dollars in total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd three million dollars going to the winner. Do you have what it takes to win it all, folks? Get on over there, visit UnderdogFantasy.com, and find them in the App Store and sign up with the promo code SGPN get your first deposit doubled up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdog fantasy promo code S G P N Concerned with play call 1, 800 gambler. All right. We are back on the FCS college football experience. And here we go. Big sky 2023. How we think it's going to shake out. It's going to be fun. We got 12 teams. Who do we got penciled in at number 12? Mike Rose. I think we might have the same team.
1: (laughs) I think there's a pretty good chance we do, especially you as a uh, Colorado Buffalo fan growing up. I'm sure this name is very familiar with uh, you. Head coach Cody Hawkins, coaching up the Idaho State Bengals.
0: Yes, the son of Dan Hawkins, former Colorado (laughs) Buffalo quarterback, and also a guy that I once shared a few cocktails with in uh, Chicago, Illinois. Uh, so I'm really rooting for the Bengals. I'm, I'm really rooting for him. He was a hell of a nice guy. And uh, you know, um, that job has been very hard and shout out to friend of the program. who has been on the show. Merrill Hodge. Merrill Hodge is an Idaho state grad. This program has, it's been a long time, but they used to actually be pretty damn good. Uh, what's it going to take? I wonder to get to get the, you know, the bangles back to where they should be. It's going to be interesting to find out because you look at this team and obviously like they, they had a coach just a year ago in the same situation. And then he bounces and leaves. And now they go with Cody Hawkins. He, you know, his dad was, a ve- is, a, is still a very good coach who, who we will be talking about in a few minutes, but um, I I it's it's it it's just they're they're replacing so much. You know what I mean? Like it, you can't have this much turnover. It's very hard to to keep having coaches and transfer port. They lose their best wide out. They lose, you know, Xavier Gilroy goes to Arizona State, follows the, the coach, you know, Tyler Vanderwall gone. I mean just it, it's really hard to sit there and say that this team's going to have anything. And we, this guy's never been a head coach as much as I like Cody. And I think he's a good guy. And I think he's probably going to be a good coach. Um, There's a learning curve that comes with it. So um, Charlie Raggle one year done (laughs) Cody Hawkins. What, what are you, what I'm curious, like what, what's the best case scenario for for the Bengals, you think in in year one, I, I I we're gonna rattle the schedule in a second, but like, what is a good season knowing the the disaster essentially that that you know he walked into?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think this might be a, a scenario where a good season is uh, progressively getting more competitive in the games as you go. Yeah, uh, two two wins, maybe three is like your absolute cap. For this team, uh, particularly, I have them zero, so it tells you where it's at. But I, I mean, this is not only on the field, but I mean, off the field. Didn't a, a coach like kill somebody last year or something? Yeah. For this yeah program? A defensive
0: so, coordinator, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so it's typical, a little wild. Typical stuff. It, it's, it's it's a job <laughs> here for Cody, man. I, I wish him the best, but the, yeah, this is tough.
0: Uh, they return what Gene and James, I think they mm-hmm. can, and uh, and. Cyrus Wallace at the tight end spot. Um the quarterback spot. I'm just making the assumption that it's gonna be uh Sagan Gronauer. Or no, didn't they land someone in the portal? I think they got someone in the portal.
1: Um I got a uh, Hunter Hayes' is back too from okay. last year. I, I
0: know, thought so. I saw them get somebody in the portal, but maybe I'm full of shit. Um Either way. Yeah. I just feel like you look anywhere else. You know, you look at this whole team in general. I mean, I guess there's one. Okay. How about this? Seven starters back on the defensive side of the ball. I think that even though the defense wasn't great last year, I think (laughs) that's where you start. (laughs) I think that's where you start as saying, okay, we might have something. We might have something here. All right. Uh, Now their rush defense did give up 174 yards per game, but uh, Hey, you got to start somewhere. Seven starters back. Maybe you can build on that the schedule, not, not very kind, not very kind at all, but I see opportunity. I see opportunity in, in one spot. Really? They open up the season. Remember San Diego state's playing this weekend, uh, week zero game. So unfortunately San Diego state gets to work out, you know, the kinks a little bit before they host Idaho state week one for the Bengals. That's going to be an ass whooping uh, week two. They head to Logan, Utah. That's going to be an ass whooping to take on Blake Anderson and the Aggies. Oh man. Week three, they get Northern Iowa who is really fucking good. Uh, they're going to probably lose the first three games by at least 24 each. You got them winning any of those. I think. No, right. You said zero, no, right? No, okay. Chance. Here's the one though here's the one they are hosting Northern Colorado, the bears. Now, Northern Colorado, uh, obviously they had Ed McCaffrey. Uh, you know, I think some people thought, Hey, this is going to be fantastic. Didn't work out. Now they went out and hired Ed Lamb. Now Ed Lamb's a proven, proven winner. He's been the, the head coach before, which is the reason why I favor them to get this done. Uh, but this is a winnable game for Idaho State. What are you doing here?
1: Yeah, this is one of the ones you definitely look at, and I uh, think this this could happen. Especially it's homecoming there for Idaho State, so a little added motivation. But uh, like I like I said, you, you're looking for progression here. You're looking for things getting a little better. So I want to see this game be competitive. But I I do think Northern Colorado has a lot more talent, so I'm going that way.
0: Yeah, and then after that, guess what? They head to Missoula. <laughs> They're not going to win there. Then they get a bye week, and then they're home to Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington had a down year last year. They're looking to get things back up to where they used to be. Then they head to Portland State, which, you know, wouldn't shock me if they got the Vikings, but I would still favor Portland State back to back away as they then head to Sacramento uh, to take on the Hornets and Sacramento State. Then home to Weber State, then home to UC Davis. That's the Hawkins Bowl. Does dad go light on his son? <laughs> Does dad go light on his son. And then they're at the Idaho vandals. Oh man. I'm going to say they get one man. They're going to get one, whether it's Northern Colorado, whether it's Portland state, maybe they upset E-dub. Maybe dad goes light on them. Give me a one in 10 season for Cody Hawkins in year one. How about you?
1: I think uh I think dad maybe pulls up when they're up uh 20, maybe 30 points. <laughs> so I don't I don't know about that one. It'll be like uh when my dad used to let me help him in the garage with the car and stuff and he'd hey. act like I was a moron for not knowing what anything he was saying was. What <laughs> mom Dad's love that. but mom, Dan,
0: look hey dad, uh Dan Hawkins. Well, I'm just saying. You want to play your cards right with the misses. Maybe you do lay up a little bit.
1: (laughs) Maybe you do lay up. Um, I'll tell you what, man. There was there was one. I did actually struggle a little bit with one game, and and we're gonna get to it here in a minute. My number 11 ranked team, um, Portland State. I think it's a slippery slope there for uh, Portland State and head coach uh, Bruce Barnum. So we'll see. I I, I almost went that way. I almost went that way, but it's at Portland State, so I gave it to uh, them.
0: You have, so you have Portland state at number 11. I don't,
1: I, I didn't think you would, but uh, there's something about this coach I didn't, I didn't love. Who do you, who do you have at 11?
0: Well, you know who I do love it this, about this coach or about, you know, what I do love about this coach, uh, Bruce Barnum hmm. is he uh, last year bought everyone. He said, if fans come out to the game, I'll buy the beers. <laughs> that was fucking fantastic. It's, it's cause
1: you need to get drunk to watch their games,
0: man. <laughs> ooh, ooh. Uh, well, look, there's a, this is a great history at this program back to the Neil Lomax days. But uh, you know, here's what I like about him. They added Boise state running back, Andrew van Buren. Who's a stud. He's a fucking stud. Um, okay. I, I mean, you could tell me that they brought in a lot of transfers too. Like they got a Jermaine Braddock at the wide receiver spot from uh, San Jose State. Uh, they got uh, Darian Chase from Nebraska. Marcus uh, Marquise Spiker, a wide receiver from the Washington Huskies. So I kind of think this team is a little bit better than what we're thinking here. What and I uh, Dante Cheshire uh, Cheshire. Um, well, no, he's gone, right? And uh, no, so so wait. Oh, no, let's...
1: he he is uh, he's back. I, I wish I could remember how to. Their, Keegan their Stancato,
0: is... Stegan, St- Keegan Stancato could be another guy. that Yeah, yeah, Kanchir is back, but they also have Stancato. What were you gonna say? The rosters?
1: What? <laughs> their their roster page was one of my favorite. Actually, there was like a little uh, audio button you could click, and the dudes would say their names. I can't <laughs> remember his, but it was uh, it was really awesome when he said it, it was like some kind of French. French thing. So it sounded real fancy. I don't know, but yeah, he is back. He's the only quarterback on the roster with significant game experience. Um, Honestly, on offense, they had some names, you know, you, you hit a lot of them I was going to cover uh, defense was what I was worried about. And then the thing that kind of worries me about Barnum here, uh, this is his first head coaching job. When he took the job in 2015, he went nine and three and made the FCS playoffs. That was the uh, one of two, FCS, FCS playoff appearances that Portland State has ever had uh that being in 2015 his first year he hasn't had a winning season since so that's what really worries me about this team is he came in he came in guns blazing went nine and three made the playoffs and it's all been kind of tracking downward since then that tells me uh especially when I look at the schedule and it's it's kind of a tough schedule it could get slippery as the year goes on so that's kind of my train of thought on it
0: well I can tell you this man that like the offense is yeah. The defense is the concerning side of the ball here, but they still got guys. They got Parker McKenna at the linebacker spot. They got uh, there's a couple names that I jotted down: Tyrese uh, Shakir in the secondary mm-hmm. that I think can play for them. Um, but yes, they're not one of the stronger defensive teams. But the offensive side of the ball, I, I do get excited. Nate, Ber- Nate Bennett is a wideout that I that I like mm-hmm. there. Um, I just feel like they're they're talent level is pretty good. It, I just and they need a stadium on campus, man. They got to get a stadium on campus. These filthy these filthy people in Oregon, what are you doing? All right? Get a stadium on campus. Um
1: they're doing a legal legal heroin. <laughs> that's
0: that's true. Doing. That is true. That, that explains a lot. Um, at least at least if you're going to do that, do the heroin and then go watch the game, guys. Even if you're not off, it's okay. Uh at Oregon and at Wyoming to start the season. Now you know they almost beat San Jose State last year. They, I watched that game. They almost beat the Spartans, who were a seven-win team uh, a, a year ago. I do think they lose both, but if Wyoming wins against te- like Wyoming's a live dog, I think against Texas Tech mm-hmm. in week one. If they win that game and start smelling themselves a little bit, watch out for Portland State in the points. Week two, now week three they get North American. That's a win. Okay, now you get Cal Poly, and I'm very intrigued about the Mustangs of Cal Poly. Uh, John Madden donated, but I think it was uh, his family after his passing donated. I think it was like 35 million dollars to the, f- I think athletics or football program, one of the two, at Cal Poly, and they have a five star quarterback now. And they brought in a couple other transfers. I'm high on. The question is, is how fast can they get it working? I think it's a 50 50 game. And I like getting them in. If you're a Portland State fan, you like getting them in September. Um, then they head to uh, Montana State, which they'll lose. Um, and they get a buy. Then they head to that filthy dome in Flagstaff. They need to get rid of that thing. Uh, that's a winnable game, dude. Uh, then home to Idaho State home to Easter Washington. Dude, I think they could even get E-dub. They beat Eastern Washington a year ago. That is a winnable game to me. Then at UC Davis home to Montana at Northern college. I'll be honest. I got them a lot higher. I think they could win. They're capable here of winning six games to me now. I'm not saying they're going to win all of those, but I'm saying, I think they're going to be right around 500
1: you. Yeah, I mean, I I see the games you're talking about for sure. And Cal Poly, for my theory, for what I'm kind of projecting, uh, that Cal Poly game is going to be huge. Uh, It was one I struggled with a little bit. I gave it to Cal Poly because I do think they have more talent and there's a little more excitement around that program. So um, if they win that game, maybe things go a little different. But the Northern Arizona game, the. uh, They beat Northern Arizona a year ago, though, man. True, true, but now you're on the road and it's a little tougher once you go to Flagstaff, you know. And then you got Northern Colorado on the road too. And at that point, I already had them losing so many games. It was kind of like uh, you're really going to pull one out the ass. Here, here's what I'm saying is, is is I think 2015. That's the last time you had a winning season your first year. I think if things start off a little rough, like I got them starting off uh, one and four going into the bye. I think it could get a little sticky there for uh Coach Barnum. I know F- FCS, you you last a little longer, the leash is a little longer, but I don't know. I I'm struggling to see He's
0: buying he's beers, he's winning <laughs> over the people. He's winning over the people. Uh
1: yeah. Hearts and minds, hearts and minds.
0: So I had Northern Colorado at number eleven. Okay. And mainly just because they are breaking in a new, I mean, I guess I could say the same about Cal Poly, but they don't have a five star quarterback. Um I look at Northern Colorado's season. You go, uh, they were three and eight, and they really got their ass whooped in a lot of games. All right, you go through. Now, some of that I do believe was Ed McCaffrey was not a good coach, but okay. Northern Colorado lost to Houston Christian. They were terrible last year, right? They then lost to Wyoming by twenty-three. No big deal there. But they almost lost to a Lamar team that was terrible. Seven-point win. They did somehow beat the shit out of Idaho State. But after that. Uh, They gave up 55 to the Idaho vandals at the Kibbe dome. They lost by 48 in Sacramento to Sacramento state uh, lost by 23 to Montana state lost by 48 to Dan Hawkins and UC Davis lost by 14 to Portland state and somehow magically came up with a win against Northern Arizona 21 20. But then they got their ass whooped in, uh, in, in Cheney, Washington or Shanae Washington, however the fuck it's pronounced again, uh, against E-dub by 24. Um, I think Northern Colorado, although I, I am kind of intrigued by the hire of Ed Lamb, but I just don't think they're ready yet to just jump right in. I, I struggled. Was, to me. It was between them and Cal poly. Uh, So I had Portland state a little bit higher than you, but uh, talk to me about like, okay. When we look at Northern Colorado's team, I know they bring in a slew of transfers. So that's, it was really hard for me to get a gauge. And that happens a lot of times with, with, but, but to me, or with the new coaching switch, but there's not a lot of guys on the offensive side of the ball that really got me super excited to watch uh, bear football there. So I think it might be a year of, 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 you know, maybe as almost like you said, with Idaho state, as the season progresses, you get a little bit better. Um, I I noted that their, their defense side of the ball seemed to be better than their offense side of the ball. David Hogue at the linebacker spot. Um, they also have Nick Norris on the defensive line. And then, uh, you know, Jordan nap in the secondary, the one, so that was the one thing that stood out to me. was like the defensive side of the ball, the offensive side of the ball. I'm like, I got no fucking idea what's going to be happening in Northern Colorado, but sell me a little bit on, on when a, where did you have them?
1: Yeah. So Northern Colorado, I actually had them same overall record as Portland state two and nine is what I had both of them at. Uh, I had Northern Colorado picking up an extra win in conference and that was against Portland state at home. So they do get them at home. That was one of the deciding factors, but uh, yeah, they don't have a five-star starting uh, quarterback like uh, Cal Poly does, but they do actually have a four-star Washington, former Washington recruit Jacob Serban coming back. So that's uh, right. Was, that's right. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and, and he ended up transferring in, in the end uh, from central Michigan. They also have a four-star Utah recruit that transfers from Troy, Peter Costelli. That's also at quarterback. Uh, those are the two, op- two top options, but also Finn Collins comes in three-star from Arizona state. So they have options at the quarterback position that are very, very intriguing. Uh, Jacob sermon seems to be the guy right off the rip. So, uh, let's see how that goes. He did take some snaps with them last year. Uh, they lose their starting running back, but they bring in a three-star uh, former Miami of Ohio transfer, David Afari. Um, they got Jacquez Robinson, Robertson, who has experience, and then also a uh, former three-star recruit, Jordan Hornbeek. So a little bit coming back there on uh, at the running back too. And then wide receiver, uh, Zane Zinicola comes back, Ty Arrington. Both those guys have experience, former three-star Colorado transfer, uh, tight end Alec Pell is back. Former three-star Colorado State transfer tight end Kyle uh, Helbig, he's back. So there is some names to kind of watch on offense. This this is a very interesting project team. Uh, it's kind of on Ed Lamb to see how fast he can get it to gel.
0: Yeah, I mean, I see four starters back on the offensive side of the ball from a season mm-hmm. ago. Meanwhile, <laughs> eight starters back on the defensive side of the ball. I am fascinated by watching it because I like the hire, I really do, and I want this program to be good. So uh, let's take a look at this schedule because obviously a year ago, you know, and that's another thing. Sometimes just a coach that they clearly had issues with Ed McCaffrey Mm -hmm. and vice versa. So maybe just playing for a guy you want to play for can be, can be a big difference. But next Thursday they're at Abilene Christian, Woo! jumping right into it here. uh, The first three games at Abilene Christian home to incarnate word, who was an FCS playoff team a year ago. And Abilene Christian was a winning team. Then uh, Martin Stadium take on Washington State out of the Pac-12. Uh, <laughs> they're going to be zero and three. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> then, they, then they go to Holt Arena. They need to, they need to, need to cut that roof off of that shit. Sure. That's probably why they're losing so much. Um, even though it's, a, I know that's a legendary place, but I don't care. Um, man, that's a back-to-back away, but still, I still, th- I think. That's that's like a fifty fifty game to me, but I think I would favor Northern Colorado based on Lamb. Um, then they're home to Weber State; they should lose that one. They get a bye week. Then they're home to Sac State; they should lose that one. Then they're at Cal Poly; huge game, Alex Spano Stadium, in San Luis Obispo. Uh, then they are back to back away here as they head to Washington Grizzly Stadium to take on the Grizzlies. And then, man, they get Idaho and Montana back to back weeks. That's not fun. Then they go to the Sky Dome to take on. The lumberjacks of Northern Arizona, and then they're home to Portland State. Now, it wouldn't shock me if they got to go in the final two weeks of the season, but um, they don't play Montana State. That's good, but uh, at the same time, I don't see. Damn, they don't play UC Davis or Montana State. It's a that is a favorable schedule in that capacity. Um, Yeah, I I think I just think they're. I got them beating Idaho state. Maybe you could talk me into a second win.
1: Yeah. Portland state at home. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I got, I got them with two wins. I mean, I mean, you know, there is something to be said once you get out of that really brutal stretch there at the beginning of the first three weeks, then you get Idaho state. Maybe you pick up that win. Um, and then you're playing Weber state who, you know, we're going through a coaching change, a little bit of roster turnover, you know, what do they got going on at that point? Now I have them dropping that game, but who knows? And then by week, and then you're playing another team at home for homecoming Sacramento state who, uh, is breaking in a new coach too, because Troy Taylor's gone. So there's a little bit of opportunity. I think they dropped both those games, but Hey, who knows, you know? And then, uh, yeah, the big thing for me was getting Portland state at home.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to Connor Johnson in the chat says if we poach the mountain West and AAC, then I could see the big sky getting caught up to the mountain West. Uh, look, I love the FCS. I mean, sure. I want these universities to make more money, but I also love what we have right now. So I'm kind of, it's kind of like a, between a rock and a hard place there. It's like, yes, that'd be cool, but somewhat not cool. You know, like uh, folks, I mean, yes. Do I think like Montana and Montana State should be in the FBS? They probably should have made that jump a while ago, in my opinion. You know what I mean? Like, uh, but I also value them where they're at. I enjoy it. So there's there's a double edged sword, um, folks. Before we get to the next team, I want to tell you that the college football experience, the FCS college football experience, is brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook. Yeah. You've waited all year, and the time has finally arrived. College football is back, baby. Uh, Look, and so are the traditions. All right, and so are the tailgates. All right, and so is DraftKings Sportsbook, baby. Right now, new customers can score two hundred dollars in bonus bets instantly when they bet just five dollars on any college football bet. Week zero is about to kick. Right? You want to? Let's keep it FCS here. Let's keep it FCS. I like South Carolina State to cover. The nine and a half, ten shop around against Jackson State. All right. Give me that. You know, I'm gonna cover I know they got Jason Brown starting, but I think South Carolina State can cover that. Uh so get on over there. Kick off the season with the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use the promo code DGEN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet when they bet just five dollars on any college football bet. Only a DraftKings Sportsbook with the code DGEN GAMBLING Problem. Call one 800 GAMBLER. In New York, call eight, seven, seven, eight, hope and or text hope and in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net in partnership with Hollywood casino at Charlestown racetrack, uh, all games regulated by the West Virginia lottery. Please play responsibly in Connecticut. Help is available. Uh problem with gambling call eight 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 seven eight nine seventy seven seventy seven or visit ccpg.org on behalf of Boot Hill Casino in Kansas. Twenty one or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply terms at sportsbook.draftKings.com slash football terms. We're also brought to you by Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon. Yes, make sure you check out the Patreon. Sign up for the Patreon to get access to exclusive contests, including our NFL Win Totals contest with a $1,000 first place prize. And look, the guys just recorded their first uh, Sports Gambling Podcast uh, or Stories Podcast just for the patrons, chronicling the birth of the Sports Gambling Podcast Network all the way back in 2011. Uh, there's even a Discord channel just for the patrons. Sports Gambling Podcast has and always will give out their picks for free. The patron is just a great way to, to support the network. Fight back against those hacks, those corporate gambling hacks out there. All right. SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. That's SportsGamblingPodcast.com slash Patreon. All right. We are back talking big sky football. I know we've kind of rattled off, uh, you know, our uh, three teams out of the 12. The the, uh, I'm curious. So wait, I'm curious where we're at right now. So wait, who did you have then at, at 10
1: The Northern Colorado.
0: Okay. So at nine at nine, who did you have? Cause that's, that's where I had Portland state.
1: Uh, I had Cal poly.
0: Okay. Oh yeah. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. At Yeah. So I went at, for me, 12 was Idaho state 11. Was Northern Colorado ten? Was Cal Poly? Let's talk about Cal Poly for me, Uh or for both of us. Sam Hord transfers in. Yes, I believe Damon Hord is his father. Brock Hord is his uncle. Uncle. Five-star freshman. Paul Wolf, former Wazoo head coach back in the early two thousands. It's a huge kid. He's a, and this is year one for Wolf who comes in. Uh I miss the Cal Poly triple option. You know me. Lo, you know love the old triple option they used to run but Holy shit. They brought in a five-star transfer. I mean, this, this, that doesn't happen that often on the FCS level. And you wonder, you know, Hey, is he there to stay permanently? Or is this just a one, one or done situation? Either way, I'm fascinated. I don't live that far from Cal uh, from San Luis Obispo. So I might even jump up there, you know, uh, a couple hour drive and, and catch the Mustangs. But I'm kind of fascinated by this team this year. No, I mean, I know they have, the coaching problems, but you know, like they were asked last year, they're bringing in a brand new coach. They don't have coaching problems, but I'm just saying like when you bring in a brand new coach, normally you expect a little bit of regression. You're trying to un- understand the offensive philosophy, the defensive philosophies, what exactly coach wants. Um, But at the same time, two and nine a year ago. And, and uh, you know, you bring in a five-star and then you look at some of the other talent that they have. Now, once this is another one though, where I say like, The defensive side of the ball, eh? I'm I didn't find a lot of studs on the defensive side of the ball, but the offensive side of the ball, I actually think the uh, the offense could could fly a little bit here, depending on how fast they can pick up the system. But uh, what what did you make of uh, of the Mustangs, man?
1: Yeah, same exact thing. I mean, you got a plethora of options at quarterback. You got the starting quarterback Spencer Brash from a year ago coming back. Uh, Jaden Jones also took a lot of snaps last year. He's back. And then, as you said, uh, Sam Yard. So there's there's that uh, running backs. You got your two most experienced backs coming back: Jacoby Harper and Paul Holyfield. Wide receiver, uh, tight end was where I found a little bit of a, a, a loss there. Wide receiver Chris Coleman. He's now with the Dolphins in preseason. Uh, J- Josh uh, Cuevas. He is gone. He transferred to Washington. But Austin, so
0: they they still have though four of six. Mm-hmm. four of their six top returning receivers back. And they got that tight end Carlton Brown from the Nevada Wolf pack.
1: Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So they kind of retooled. So it's it's like you said, uh, d- defensive concerns, a lot of talent coming in on the offensive side of the ball. This was a tough team to gauge man. Uh, how, how fast can uh, Wolf turn it around? I, I, it's tough to know, but a lot more talent than the teams we've discussed already. I think
0: they gave up 553 yards per game last year. That's mm-hmm. fucking Terrible. That was a one hundred and thirtieth in the FCS. I mean, uh, I this is fascinating. Having eighteen starters back, although on your whole team uh is encouraging, but once again, you kind of kinda gotta know what you have. I'm fascinated by them this year. I think they open up the season uh against the Toreros and I'm excited to watch that one. Um let's talk about the schedule here because I think that's a winnable game. San Diego's breaking in a new head coach, too. So you have two two teams. Two new head coaches. Someone's got a five-star freshman, or so it's not a freshman, but five-star quarterback. Give me the mustangs to be one to zero. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I went with San Diego in that one. I thought overall <laughs> as a team they're bringing a lot more back, so I trust the uh, defensive situation a little bit more with San Diego.
0: Well, then Cal Poly goes to San Jose State. They will probably lose that game. San Jose State's—I I like what they bring back, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Then they take on Lincoln, California, which is like my favorite school because they're they're just started up and they don't even have a home stadium. They're just like, we're gonna play road games forever. Fuck you. All right. That is people that love football. Let's go, Lincoln. Um they'll be, I think they can grab two wins by by uh good old September sixteenth. And then you're thinking, Hey, this this is working out. Uh then they head to Portland State. And like we said, wouldn't shock me. I mean, they beat Portland State a year ago. Winnable. Not gonna say they're mm-hmm. gonna win it. I took Portland State to win it, but uh then they get UC Davis and Dan Hawkins. That game should be the one that ends the season, if you ask me. A little rivalry game. But then they're home to Idaho, and then at, this is a gauntlet right there. Home to UC Davis, home to Idaho at Montana State. They're gonna get fucking destroyed in all three of those games, probably. Ooh. Um I mean, all three of those teams
1: are good. I, then, I know. I, I got a little something different happening there. Wow. <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So Idaho, that's the second leg of a back-to-back for the Vandals. They come off of going to Eastern Washington, who I know is a little down last year, but I think Eastern Washington still is going to try them a little bit at home. It's still a storied program. Uh, and then it's right before homecoming against the Grizz for Idaho. I think that game might turn into a little bit of shootout. And I got uh, Cal Poly pulling off the old upset there against wow. the Vandals.
0: Wow. <laughs> I mean, okay. Okay. I like, I like the difference. Um, Okay. Now, uh, so after that three game stretch, they're home to Northern Colorado circle that I think that's another winnable game. You want to talk best case scenario. That could be their, their fourth win of the season, or maybe, you know, if you're like Mike here, fifth win of the season, if they pull the upset, they get a bye week and then they head to to Washington to take on E-dub and then at Sac state and then home to Weber state. This is a brutal schedule. I, I, I have them, you know, 10th. You have them ninth, is
1: that correct? Yeah, I got them four and seven, three and okay. five in conference, uh, in at ninth.
0: Okay, well, at ninth, I had Portland State, uh, so we've gone through them. Let's talk a little bit about uh, who do we have at eighth.
1: I have the Lumberjacks, Northern Arizona.
0: We're, we see eye to eye here. I almost took Portland State above them, man. I, I I was pretty damn close to taking uh, Portland State above them, but the Lumberjacks. Uh, and they lose RJ Martinez. I think he's at Baylor now. But uh I d- I do like their running back Devon Starling. Uh and then some of the wideouts. Uh Jamal Glaspy is a stud. Same with Coleman Owen and Hendricks Johnson. They have very good wideouts. Um why did you have them? And look, the defensive side of the world has some guys too, but why did you have them essentially higher than uh than you know uh uh where, or where you had them essentially.
1: Yeah. So uh, I have them with a similar record as what I had at uh, Cal poly. I think Northern Arizona is a team that I'm always waiting for to kind of rise back up the ranks. It's, it's, it's always like surprising to me when I see them down at the bottom. I mean, this is, you know, they got six FCS playoff appearances. So this team has some, some history to them, two big sky championships. Uh, they bring in Daniel Britt from Montana to compete for the quarterback position. Kai Milner comes yeah, in from Cal. That,
0: that's the get the get that I mm-hmm. like. Losing Martinez was surprising to me, especially because he's gonna be like the third string on Baylor. And I'm like, why? <laughs> exactly. Um, but but no, getting uh, and and I guess Britt flashed a little bit as a backup too. So anyway, continue on.
1: Yeah, no, and then you named the the wide receivers, you know, those are some some really talented uh Glassby in particular was uh Fresno guy, three star recruit coming in there, just didn't hang with all the guys that they've had, you know, like Cropper and all them over the last few years. But uh defense, you got some names. Linebacker Heston Lametta's back. Um defensive back Conda Hightower. Linebacker Josie Wilson, who's a former uh three star. They they got a lot. They got a uh, DB Colby Humphrey. I figure you'd like that guy. Good oh, name. Yeah. Strong name. Great so name. yeah, a lot of guys coming in that I I, I think this team, you know, uh, while I don't have them doing great, I, I think they have potential and I think they're a pretty tricky uh road trip as both the power five uh, Arizona teams are as well. It's always tough to go out there for some reason even when it's in a dome.
0: <laughs> uh, very true even though they should get rid of that dome it handicaps their advantage. and I love Flagstaff. I go to Flagstaff all the time and uh, but they haven't been to the uh, FCS playoffs since 2017. This was a program that was really good for a while there. I go all the way back to the days of Sean Collins and Michael Haynes uh, but um here's the problem. Let's talk a little bit about that road schedule because not kind. Okay. I get it. They got to go to Tucson where they won the last time they played Jed fish. And I, I love that matchup. Please never get rid of that matchup because I like them playing Arizona state in Arizona every fucking year. All right. Vice versa. Just switch it every year. Uh, as we wait for grand Canyon to start their football program. Uh, then uh, they head to the, the North Dakota to take on the Fighting Hawks, who I'm kind of high on. I got them 0 and 2 to start the season. Uh What do you have them doing there?
1: Yeah, 0 oh, oh and 2 as well. Uh, North Dakota they're they're used to playing juggernauts as they did like all last season. They yeah. played some yeah. crazy schedule, man. I couldn't believe it. But yeah, Tommy Schuster.
0: Two. Tommy Schuster's the baller too. Uh, <laughs> so then we, we we can we can get to uh September 16th because Utah Tech comes to town. This is a huge game that they should be able to win. If they win this, they could like Montana is a little bit down. I think some of their best players gone, they're vulnerable, but I, I just can't just, I can't just say Northern Arizona is going to beat Montana, but I feel like that game has my attention on the 23rd of September. If NAU can pass the eye test the first three weeks, Um, all in all, I got them one and three in their first
1: four. You. So I got him two and two. I actually do have them pulling the upset over Montana. When Montana State took a little trip to uh, Flagstaff last year, they only game. beat Lumberjacks by three. I think uh, early in the season, that's a good time to get somebody. So you're playing Montana, you're bringing them, bringing them out there in Arizona. I got him getting the upset win, two and two. Uh,
0: nice. You know, Andy Reid was once a uh, assistant at Northern Arizona. You know, <laughs> you Andy, go. what are you doing? Retire and come back. Uh, <laughs> Then they, uh, then they hit the road to take on Sac state and Weaver state back to back weeks. I mean, both those teams are breaking in new head coaches, but I still favor Sac state and Weaver. Uh, th- then they come home to Portland state. That is a very winnable game. They get a bye week before they take on UC Davis. Then they head to Bozeman to take on Montana state before uh, hosting Northern Colorado and ending the season back up in Washington, taking on E-dub. Um, They avoid the Vandals. They avoid UC Davis. No, no, no. They don't avoid UC Davis. They're there. Wait, who do they avoid? They avoid both Idaho's, right? Yeah,
1: Yeah, both Idaho's. Isn't there? They they actually get like the toughest part of this conference for the most part. Uh,
0: yeah. I mean, we have them in the same spot, I think. But what's your best case scenario season for for the Lumberjacks?
1: Uh, I got him at four and seven. I would say best case scenario is six maybe and five. You, yeah. Maybe you pull maybe. off like UC Davis at home and, and maybe you get Weber. I mean, it was a close game last year, 33 31. So maybe it, maybe you catch him there, but yeah, six wins probably. Let
0: that. me ask you about Chris ball here. Fifth year. He's 15 and 24. If you don't win this year, I don't understand why Northern Arizona is not better personally. Mm-hmm. I don't. This is a team. They have the whole city to themselves. They're the only show in town. Flagstaff's an awesome fucking city. I don't understand it. Arizona's a growing state. The talent in Arizona is much better than it was 25, 30 years ago. I think this team should be winning a lot more. I don't understand it. So it's a big year, I think, for them. So, yeah, I had them eighth as well. Let's talk about who we had at number seven because, um, I'm intrigued. Who'd you have at number seven?
1: Yeah, I think this is about the dividing line of the conference. This is uh, the one step before things get real. I have Eastern Washington, the Eagles coming in at seven. Mm, mm,
0: mm. We see eye to eye here again, but I thought about putting them at number six. I feel like they're going to be better, but man, their defense was so bad last year. I just, I can't, I can't like a team whose defense was that bad. (laughs) you know what I mean? Like I watched a couple games and I was like, Oh my God, their defense is bad. Now it's a It's a new day. I know they bring in a shit ton of transfers on the, uh, you know, especially on the defensive side of ball. They're bringing in a lot, Mm -hmm. but you look at Eastern Washington and uh, you know, they, they're like a blue blood in this conference. This is, you know, I I get it. They had a terrible year last year, but if you were to just pull a Patty C here and just chase history, Eastern Washington has been a very good school over the past, like 20 years. So mm-hmm. can they bounce back? Sure. Because this is a program that has done it time and time again. And they don't normally suck that bad, but I'm very curious. Obviously ever since Eric Berry left, I feel like they, uh they haven't found their guy at the quarterback spot. Mm-hmm. Uh, who, do, who do you think is going to start for them?
1: Yeah, it's it's a little tough. I mean, you get uh, K- a coming back who had some experience last year. They're kind of excited about a couple JUCO transfers. One in particular, Michael, Michael Wortham from Sierra College. Uh, he's not only a quarterback, but he was returning kicks and punts in the spring game too. So a very highly athletic guy from what I was oh, I love this- it.
0: We got Sammy Ball <laughs> 2.0, baby. Let's go.
1: <laughs> exactly. And one thing that I really like about this team and why I, I you know it's tempting to have them hire Aaron Best, he's only had one losing season with this team, and it was last year. So uh, figure out the quarterback situation, even if it's somebody like Wortham and you have him scramble around a lot. And there's pieces out there. He said the defense was terrible, but there's a slew of guys coming in. They obviously understand that that's the problem, and uh, yeah, I think you figure out the quarterback, and, and things could turn around quick.
0: Yeah, they brought in a shit ton of transfers on the defensive side of the ball. I'd say one of the ones you, we highlight here it would be uh, they brought in a, a UCF transfer uh, in the secondary. But I mean, they mm-hmm. they brought in so many transfers. That's what makes me hesitant. Like, yes, it could work out for them, but. I don't know. Like, I think they're going to be a better team. You look back at a season ago, though, boy, did that defense suck. I mean, they didn't beat really anyone good. It was Tennessee State, what, and Cal Poly and, and Northern Colorado. So the, they they didn't really beat anybody that was of note. Um, you look at the schedule, and Dave's a banger week one at, at uh, what is the name of that stadium? The baseball stadium there, Target Field, or whatever the fuck it is. Um, they take on North Dakota State week one you're, we're going to learn a lot about Eastern Washington. If they're decent this year by that game, I think that's going to tell me everything. Cause and it, by the way, their first five games, ridiculous in my opinion,
1: <laughs> very tough
0: uh, neutral site against North Dakota state at Fresno state, then home to Southeast Louisiana. That's a far trip for the lions, but the lions were an FCS playoff team last year. I want to say two the past two years. Right. Uh, then at UC Davis and Dan Hawkins, then home to the Idaho Vandals who are what preseason top 15. Um, I got them. Oh, and five, maybe one, <laughs> maybe one.
1: <laughs> yeah. You would hope for one. And I, I think the Southeast and Louisiana game is going to be, uh, I think that's going to be a competitive game and one. I'll probably look to take the points in because I think they will be fairly heavy dogs, but yeah. Oh, uh, and five for me.
0: Now though you get that bye week on October 7th, you reevaluate you're at Idaho state. You're home to Weber. You're at Portland state home to Cal Poly. If I think there'll be a dog probably against Weber, but they could win all the other ones. They could win four straight games before they head into Bozeman. They will lose in Bozeman. But after that, they're home to Northern Arizona. Wouldn't surprise me if they won five, they went five and six.
1: How about you? I do have them at five and six. Actually, I have them winning four of their last five or uh, I'm sorry, five of their last six there uh, with the loss to Montana State. I think uh, Weber State is somebody I, I have pretty high up, but I, I think there's a lot of opportunities for teams to beat them, especially when you've got a pretty solid home field advantage like uh, Eastern Washington.